warning. What you are about to hear is a really loud Catholic dude. After all, he ain't called the Forte Catholic for nothing. So relax your grip on the steering wheel. Pull your headphones away ever so slightly. Secure any loose articles and muffle Junior's ears because it's time to make Catholicism fun again on the Forte Catholic Show with Taylor Schroll on Red Sea Catholic Radio. Today, it's a beautiful day, and I've got a beautiful man on the line here. Oh my goodness. The one, the only, the incredible, the one-armed Jonathan Blevins is here today. How are you, John? Did you just say the one-armed? No, I have no idea what you're talking about. You're hearing <laughs> keep things. going with the keep going with the compliments. This is great. All I'm doing right. much better well, now. John Blevins is a man that you may know from uh, if you've ever watched old time TV. Uh, there was this show once <laughs> called Tim the Toolman Taylor, and the middle brother was played by none other than Jonathan Blevins, but they did have to use, it was the first time they used CGI in a television show, and they had mm. to CGI putting his arm on because he doesn't have an arm. But other than that, John's doing just great today. Thank you so much. It's true. I also was the voice of Simba. In which movie? The, the first, the original. Jonathan Taylor Thomas is my actual name. Thank you. You're beautiful. Jonathan Taylor Thomas, I think, was the, the youngest child in that show, was he not? How am I supposed to know that, bro? I thought you were making a Jonathan joke. I thought it was funny. I, I didn't even realize I was making a Jonathan joke. I, <laughs> you, you just said to keep going with crazy stuff, so I kept going with crazy stuff. Welcome to Forte Catholic, everybody. But it's, it's all good. Hey, everybody. <laughs> so, John, last week, uh, I was very, very jealous of you, and I just wanted to say that publicly. Because I had blue hair or that I had hair at all? Uh, yes. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I watched you get your hair done, which was the part that I was really jealous of. That other stuff like getting to go to an NFL game and being on the sidelines and shaking hands with uh, your, your, the coach of your NFL team, like that, that stuff. I mean, I get to do that all the time, but having hair, I mean, that's really difficult to do for me. <laughs> uh, hey, man, that's okay. I'm losing mine, too. I have to shave it soon. Dude, it was fun. It was really fun. So, yeah, like how does this – how does this happen? I'm just sitting here hanging out at my house, and you're just like, hello, that's an NFL player eight feet from me. <laughs> yeah, life is weird. It, life is weird. So here's the deal. Like, short version, right? I grew up, I was born in Detroit, diehard Lions fan. When I was five years old, I saw a picture of myself as a baby holding a Lions football. And I was like, I am a, I am a Lions fan. Like, this is me. And so did you immediately throw it to someone else wearing a different jersey yes. or, yes. or drop actually, the ball that they picked it up? I have not won anything since the age of five. Once I became a lion <laughs> in all of life, uh, but I, I was diehard and then I became diehard. Everything like Michigan, Red Wings, like, so I'm still, it's my favorite state. Detroit is my favorite city. I love it. I would love to root for the underdog, which the lions always are. But my two younger brothers, Chris and Tyler, uh, for those who don't know, Tyler is Ninja. And He's they, a ninja? they like did not, He's he is actual... a real, a real life video game ninja. Yeah. Does he use swords or the throwing knives? He has both, but does not use either. So he's like a Jedi. He only uses yeah, yeah, his he, mind to fight. He uses a mouse and keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, uh, it's funny because some people are tracking with this joke. Some people aren't. It's like some person just pictured someone who may or may not look like your brother holding <laughs> a, a, a rat like mouse 
and like swinging it and throwing it at people and, <laughs> and a winning, music keyboard. winning a battle <laughs> and a music <laughs> keyboard. <laughs> oh my goodness. This is amazing. You're amazing. So thank you. So he, like, they were just not fans of, of, of anything. They would just play video games and not watch the Lions games. Now I begged them all throughout middle school and high school. Hey, watch the Lions game with me. Like we're Lions fans. We're supposed to be Lions fans. And eventually they both kind of became diehard Lions fans with me, maybe around college. And it's been our favorite pastime, you know, for the last 10 years. It's just been rooting for the Lions. Uh, they've only made the playoffs a few times, and it's been fun to, to dream with them and be overhyped and joke about how they're the greatest team of all time, even though they're not. And so he, as he rose in his fame and in his celebrity-ness, uh, the Lions took note that, like, the largest gamer <laughs> – the largest – the biggest <laughs> he's, 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 yeah it's quite some girth <laughs> like you and i <laughs> <laughs> the uh that the most famous video gamer of all time is a huge lions fan and even has blue hair kind of unrelated and so last year we went to the opening monday night football game they invited us we got to go on the field he did a meet and greet um and it just kind of has become this little tradition now this was year two and so just a couple and it's it's an, it's wild man like it's not a life i ever expected uh three weeks ago i found out i was going i'm like what if i had to work like, it would have been nice to know this like six months ago. <laughs> hey, we're going to go to the Lions game and we're going to get to meet everybody and I'm going to do the coin toss and we're going to run, run their social media. And I was like, this is my dream come true. And so that's what we did. We went to the game. The Lions won. It was crazy. We were, I got to meet Coach Patricia, who looks just like me, except larger, which was For those motivated. of you wondering, that is a man. Yes, Coach Matt Patricia. Yes. <laughs> Coach Patricia. I just pictured like this elderly lady who also has a little bit of girth to her with like <laughs> uh, like librarian glasses coaching an NFL team. And it was the greatest visual you've ever given me. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> this is amazing. Uh, so and here's a little, you know what? Here's a little nugget for, for the podcast, okay? Okay. This is, this is exclusive on your podcast. Forte Catholic exclusive. premiere. <laughs> here it is uh it, it's funny like matt matt patricia the coach looked at us and he goes we're putting a show on today baby we're gonna light them up and like you just know that coach patricia or any coach would never say that at a press conference they would never say that before the game they're like oh the giants are gonna be a tough team and it's gonna be a hard-fought game but he looks at us shakes her hand leans in and just goes we're gonna light them up today man putting on a show and i was like let's go and then they did so, so now, uh, what you're saying is Forte Catholic is just going to explode in popularity because now ESPN are going to pick up sound clips from this show, and I'm going to see my name and visage and girth spread across ESPN for the next few days with the scandal yes. of of Coach Female Patricia. Yep, <laughs> I'm very happy. We have to go back to something. There was something you said that I wanted to respond wanted to respond to, but I wanted you to to finish with all of your excitement. So. Uh, I have seen your brother mention you on national television when he went, I think it was a Jimmy Fallon show or something where he's, okay. he's where he's saying that his older brother used to always bully him whenever they played video games and you would always win. And, and now that's not true. Right. Well, I just realized how you are a real bully. So what you told me was that they weren't lions fans. And then for maybe the 10 worst years in lions history, you finally convinced them to be fans like that's just straight bullying to make them be Lions fans after they really didn't want to for so long of a time. <laughs> yeah, I would even say in their first few years of them being a fan was the year we went 0 and 16. Yeah, that's your fault. That's bullying. You're a it's bad closer. big yeah. brother. And they I've never looked at it like that. They succeeded despite you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling very good on this day today now. <laughs> well, okay, so now now I've I've broken you down. 
and now I want to build you back up. So on the same day that I was very uh, jealous of you at the Lions game, it, I, I was upset and down because I was giving a talk that day, and I wrote that talk the night before. And it was this, this whole talk about evangelization and how we can actually do it. And essentially, like the title of my talk was how to evangelize without being a weirdo, right? To where it's like, because so often people are weirdos. It's like, okay, here's a natural conversation. Go ahead. Hey, John, how are you? Oh, I'm good, Taylor. It's nice to see you. Um, oh, did you go to the Lions game the other day? Oh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Uh, have you given your life to Jesus Christ yet? It's like, wait, what just happened? Like <laughs> that escalated way too quickly. Actually, at the game, yes, it did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like we, we, it was a close game in the fourth quarter, so I decided to just give him my life then, so uh, that my prayer would be heard that we would win. But okay, so I love it. So I write this talk, and that week we talked about it last week on the show. But Kanye had come out with a new album. So I was like, okay, here's one way that people are evangelizing. Like Kanye is evangelizing people, people are hearing about Jesus. Yay, very exciting. But there's this other guy that you may know as well. And I put up a picture of Ninja, of your brother. And I was like, who knows who this is? It was actually a fun game. Who like because Kanye was popular like when I was in junior high. So I was actually interested <laughs> if these high school kids were as into Kanye as we were back in high school. And the answer was no, because more people knew. It was, it was a split room. It was about the same, but a little bit more people knew who your brother was than knew who Kanye was, which I thought was just wow. wild. Like It was just an existential crisis for me, and I lost a little bit more hair that night. But, um, <laughs> but like, So I showed a picture of him, and I talked. You know, everybody knew who he was, and I was like, well, do you know about his brother and what his brother does? So I put up a picture of you and Tyler, and I was like, and I started talking about John Blevins and what he's doing for evangelization, how he's going out to Twitch, going on to this place where uh, not many Catholics are, all the stuff that you and I have talked about before. And obviously you do, uh, you know, essentially full time, you're streaming just about every night, multiple times a week. And you're just being you. You care about video games. You care about the Lions. You care about Jesus. And you talk about all three of them, you know, relatively equally. Right. And I was like, <laughs> that's how to not be weird. Like if you just went on the stream and talked about Jesus, probably wouldn't go as well. If you just went on and talked about the Lions, literally no one would watch. If you just <laughs> went on and played video games, people would watch, but it wouldn't have like its catch, right? Like your catch is the Jesus stuff, the Lion stuff. Like you are you and sharing you is how you're able to share the gospel. So I used you as an example in my talk in front of 500 students. I put your picture up on the wall. You're welcome. Taylor, this is the nicest thing that anyone has ever done for me. <laughs> <laughs> right after I just destroyed you and your childhood. You're just like, thank you. Let me build you back up, brother. <laughs> bit by bit. I'll never do that again. I think it was step by step. I think step by step. <laughs> bit brick by, by brick. <laughs> well, that's very cool. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. If, if anybody comes in and gives you a shout out, I'll let you know. And I'll share 10% of $1 with you that day. I have no idea what anything you just said means. <laughs> I'll give you a dime. <laughs> oh, thank you. I'll take a dime. You're welcome. Um, I used to be a dime, and now I'm worth about a penny. So, uh, <laughs> because of the balding. So, well, I'm glad you had a good time on the same weekend that uh, I felt very sad about my life, um, and then I shared about you anyway. Like I, that, I, I feel like it was pretty big of me to stick with the script that I had, even though I was very saddened by comparing my life to yours that day. Thank you. That's amazing. But it's okay. That's a, that only happens to me once or once or twice a year. You know, I, I'm very thankful for the opportunities I get with Tyler when he does cool stuff like this, but otherwise I'm just, just an average Joe, you know, like on December 15th, I'm taking my wife and kids to a Lions game and it'll be my, my son's first game. And like, we're going to sit in normal seats and like, I'm gonna have to pay $25 for a hot dog and regret it uh, and drive in the snow, all that stuff, you know? So I said, we're the same. We're the same. 
so I'm excited because I get to take my wife to her first NFL game in December as well. We're very excited about this. Wait, December 15th in Detroit? No, 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 no. <laughs> We're going to the Texans and Jaguars game like the few days after Christmas. And I like I I don't I'm not taking my kids one because I can't afford it two because why would I want to uh, so my my parents are watching the kids so my wife and I can go to the game we're gonna have a blast that's amazing you're gonna love it oh that's cool and you're a Texans fan right I am very much yeah, so that, very much Deshaun so. Watson is an absolute monster he's incredible and they're gonna destroy the Jags that day for you it's gonna be great well thank you I, well, look we're just building each other up this is weird <laughs> yeah let's make fun of each other again yeah. okay but okay but so when it comes to sharing the gospel without being weird one of the things that uh, I love about your stream, and I was sharing this with with the kids. Was like, look, like the funniest thing about your stream. Like for those of you that don't know, he, he, you play Fortnite for the, for the most part. So like you, if you don't understand any of the words I'm about to say, it's because they're Fortnite terms. Just FYI. Uh, and what do you care? You're listening to Catholic radio. You don't understand half the words they say anyway because it's like exegesis. And it's like what? <laughs> Who used to be Jesus? That's confusing. Okay. Deuteronomy. <laughs> okay. So. Like, I've watched your stream, and you're like, okay, somebody will ask, oh, John, why do you believe in the real presence of the Eucharist? And you're like, well, uh, and you you give your eloquent answer, but you're something like, well, you know, I, I believe the Catholic Church is true. I believe that Jesus established the church, and I like, I truly believe that in John chapter 6, whenever he said, take my, um, that this truly is my body, you have to eat my flesh, and people are like, no, that's weird. And he was like, no, like, I'm not going to correct what I said. Like, I meant what I said. I take Jesus at his word, and that's why I believe in the real presence. Hey, uh, there's a med kit over here, and there's an enemy at 176. Um, uh, <laughs> can, can you go get him? Okay, let's snipe him. Boom, what a shot. Okay, so also in the catechism, it says that the Eucharist is, a, you know, like, is the source of some of our faith. <laughs> and like you're just going back and forth between these things. So if you had tips of how to share the gospel with our listeners without being a weirdo, what would you say? Honestly, this is, and it's funny you ask that because I, I do think about this a lot and I'm not perfect at it by any means. I do think there are days I should talk more about Jesus or whatever. I'm not perfect at it, but I, the, my best streams, my best days are when I am being 100% me. And I, it's so annoying to say like, like those buzzwords, like be authentic. But when you're just being who God made you to be and you're sharing the things you're passionate about and one of those things is Jesus, that it will come across naturally and because it, it is natural and people will respond to it and whatever you're doing, whether you're streaming or just living or having a conversation with a friend, uh, talking to someone on an elevator, like wherever you are, if you're being yourself, moments will present themselves for you to non weirdly share the gospel. And if you're not afraid to do it, it usually goes pretty well. That's absolutely right, man. And that was essentially what I was, what I was saying that you do so well, because so often it's like, Oh yeah. Do you care about the lines, John? Absolutely. You'll talk about them. You'll tweet about them all the time. It's not weird. And then like, well, okay, if somebody else cares about uh, the, the government and they're talking about the government all the time, they're not ashamed to talk about it. And then it's like, oh, but you need to talk about their faith. They're like, oh, I don't want to offend people. It's like, you talk about the government, like that offends people too. It's like, <laughs> right. like you and I can just, like, I'm a Texans fan, you're a Lions fan. It's like, I don't hate the Lions, but I'm like, I don't like root for them. Like we disagree on that. Like that's something that we disagree on, our fandom in the NFL. It's not a yep. big deal. Um, but then like, 
let's let's say the Texans and the Lions were playing. Obviously, we're like we'd probably sit there and be like, okay, let's talk a little bit of trash. We're still friends. We're obviously not agreeing, but we can have a conversation about it. It's like, uh, and like even like you said, like, oh, I respect Deshaun Watson, like y- y'all's y'all's quarterback, and I'm like, oh, I like your female coach. Like we can go back and forth and compliment <laughs> each other, but you know, like the, these sorts of things, it's like we just because other people live different kind of lifestyles or disagree with the Catholic Church, like it's just so weird that we have this just about faith. Where it's like we can disagree on politics, we can disagree on sports, we can disagree on how to raise kids, we can disagree on all of that thing, and like everybody's okay to share that. But when it comes to faith, it's like, oh no, I don't want to offend anybody or be weird. Hundred percent. And people respond. And the crazy thing is, though, is that people do respond well when you do share the faith. Like I, I get way more positive feedback than negative feedback from people. Way more. Thanks for sharing that. I never heard that before. Than like, shut up, you're wrong, which is sho- <laughs> actually shocked me because Twitch can be a very dark and a very weird place. Um, but more often than not, even when people disagree with me, they, I think, appreciate that someone's not afraid to talk about what they actually believe in. Yeah. So, like you said, be authentic, because that's what we should be saying today. Be intentionally authentic with who God made you to be. Okay, so the whole point. who and whose you are. The point of this conversation was how to not be weird, and we're entering weird territory. So we're right, just going to yep. end the segment early now. Um, but when we come back, we're going to be joined by the one and only Father Jared Cook making his grand return to the show. Don't go anywhere because we're talking about obedience, and I just told you not to leave, and you need to be obedient to that. So you can't leave. Isn't that right, John? <laughs> That's exactly right. I love All right. that joke. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> John, I'm looking at a picture of you with your beard here. How's your beard doing these days? Uh, it's a little bit trimmed. I'm trying to grow it out, but it's a little scraggly. Well, uh, you know what could help with that, right? What's that? Some Catholic Beard Balm Co. products. Ooh. Ooh, that you can smell better, and maybe your wife will want to spend some time with you. It'll grow out nice and luscious, be very soft to the, to the touch, but still very <laughs> manly all at the same time. ForteCatholic.com slash beard will get you 11% off, and it's getting cold. You can get some lip balm, whether you are male or a woman or your or your coach, Patricia. Either way. I love it. I'm buying it right now. Do it. ForteCatholic.com slash beard for 11% off. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. This is the voice of Taylor Schroll, still joined, I'm still joined, by the one who has the voice, if you mixed John Legend and a woman named Patricia, you would have Jonathan Blevins. John, how are you? I was doing great until the end of that joke. I love John Legend. Well, good. Uh, (laughs) I I like to just build people up and tear them down. That's the theme (laughs) of of today's show. And we're just going to keep that going with today's guest, because boy, if there's anyone I love more to build up and then tear down. It is one of the longest running guests in Forte Catholic history. He used to live here, and then he decided he didn't want to live near me anymore, uh, packed his bags and moved. His name is the one, the only. Hey, look, it's Father Cook. <laughs> you missed me so much, didn't you, Taylor? Uh, sure. Sure. <laughs> so Father Jared, welcome back to the show. You are you're like an Instagram priest, and I think you also like do sacraments or something. Oh yeah, in that order. <laughs> a- absolutely. Uh, so wait, do yes. those have a name now? Like a Visco priest? This is the second week in a row that something Visco came up, and I, I don't know what's going on. Is that something that you use to cook? Like it is Crisco? not. It is- 
<laughs> it is horrible. <laughs> uh, it's it's like a, a cooking event where there is bad seventies music. Crisco disco. Visc, um, yeah, not heard of that. Well, you just got visc owned because of that oh! explanation. Oh, this You're is going quick. so smoothly. So, <laughs> <laughs> Father Jared, uh, you last week. First of all, I'd started the show off uh, by telling John how jealous I was of his last weekend. And last weekend, mm. you got to uh, go on vacation because you're always on vacation. Um, Ouch. It's, it's all for the gram. It's all for the gram. All uh, for the gram. And, but I, I, again, I'm lashing out solely because of my, I'm jealous and insecure about my life. Uh, you went to mm-hmm. to Disney and you got to go to like Star Wars land. And like that's where uh-huh. I live in my head. But I've never been there physically because I'm broke and can't afford it. And no one loves me enough to send me. So you got to go. That's exciting for you. It was fantastic. I got to go to a galaxy far, far away. And uh, I should have sent you more selfies as I was there just to kind of rub it in your face. Sorry I didn't, but uh, we need to go sometime, Taylor. We do. You, you can pay for it because you don't have any people that you're responsible for. Fiscally. <laughs> you, re- you really think I don't do work? You really think that I, uh, I just have bukus of money, right? Yes. I mean, you're a Paris <laughs> priest. Like Everything's paid for. And I, I've been to your church. It's very nice. It is a it, it is a lovely church. It is Let's beautiful. be real. We all know you get gift cards on gift cards on gift cards to restaurants. Boy, every. boy, like okay, what's larger, my <laughs> yearly salary or the amount that Father Jared gets solely in Chili's gift cards a year? <laughs> <laughs> I've got a handmade wallet just for gift cards. It's fantastic. <laughs> it was it was made by uh, a small Italian woman in Rome, and that's how she <laughs> makes her living. <laughs> that's right that's right you 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 uh bought that wallet from her and she was able to feed her family for a year because that's how expensive it was <laughs> pretty much <laughs> okay father jared uh i'm you know just jealous of you as a human being um Aww. in all ways except for all but two of them uh, if you're Ooh. still tracking that was a uh, strange thing to say. So when you first came on the show, you were a baby priest, and now you're like in your terrible twos or a toddler Ooh. or something. And, and <laughs> toddler. But, but right at the beginning, uh, you came on the show, and I was like, like chastity for a young man who's as as good looking as some of your brother priests are. Uh, mm, thanks. <laughs> like it must be difficult to live a life of chastity, and you were like. Like, sure, like it could be difficult, but the real problem or the real difficult thing, the real challenge is my vow of obedience. And I just argued with you. I just argued with you about it for like 15 minutes because like there's no way that's more difficult because I, I guess I guess I was projecting a little bit. I guess chastity in my life was more historically difficult than obedience because I'm I like I have I had none of either really for a long time in my life, but I cared more about the chastity than I did about the, you know, doing what I was told. I, I just don't think I'm ever going to get there, but I can live a chase life. So I guess I was just projecting onto you a little bit and thought that was going to be more difficult. And yet you said obedience. And it wasn't until much, much later that I believed you. Mm. Are we going to go into why you believe me? No. Oh. I'm, no, I'm just kidding. Of course, this is a radio show. That's what, that's what we're doing, right? Okay, so uh, yeah. the, the obedience right. thing has become more difficult for me, um, both with like people in authority, whether it's in the church or it's other roles in other areas in my life. Like when it's just, I think as I'm getting older, I'm realizing like I need, like I'm not the leader in every situation that I, that I am in. 
and I need to be obedient. This is a spiritual call, not just like being a good worker or a good husband or whatever. It's like, this is a spiritual call to God to be obedient to the people that he has placed in authority, whether I disagree with them or not. So I just kind of wanted to broach the topic again with you uh, to see if you still agree with yourself two years ago. That was a very big buildup. Thanks, Taylor. <laughs> First of all, let me let me let me be super priest and just make a, a minor correction. Um, we were talking about celibacy versus chastity. You keep saying chastity. We're all called to be chaste. Well, so let's just whatever. Throw no one, that out. There. No one cares. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like really, like that's that the thing there. you pe- think people are going to be worried about with this interview. Not all the this other things this- that I've said. So this will be on the main one and Patreon because I want everybody to hear that you made a major mistake. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't make mistakes. I make disciples. <laughs> oh my gosh. And so if we're being all, honest, I take it back because some of the disciples I've made, that was a mistake. <laughs> oh, this is a, this is a true statement. Um, so look, let me, let me it's just go back. Hey, follow <laughs> this me. Is the best Instagram. Day Instagram. <laughs> Um, so, so first of all, I, I did make that comment and I still stand by that comment because look, chastity, celibacy, what have you, it is, it's difficult, especially being a 32 year old man. It, it, you know, with hormones through the roof, it is difficult. However, um, I would still say that, uh, obedience is more difficult, especially, especially, uh, in this American society that we live in, because we're all about our own destiny. We're all about kind of grabbing the bull by the horns, doing everything for yourself, that rugged individualism. I'm in charge of myself. And that's just like any red blooded American. That's how I grew up. Um, and so to now have to not only have my own immediate boss, which is also my coworker, AKA my pastor. Um, I also, I'm, I'm, uh, I have to respond to my Bishop who ultimately I am obedient to. Um, as you know, I had to leave, I had to leave, uh, Brian, which I love dearly to come here to Austin because the Bishop wanted me to move and he asked me to move. And it's really hard to say yes to that. But what I had to get to the point of, of, of understanding, and this was hindsight, this happened later is that is, I, I have to, I, I just have to believe that that is the Lord's will as expressed through my Bishop. Um, and, uh, and quite honestly, when I got to the point, I was able to operate much more out of true freedom of what the Lord was asking me to do. I do not agree, uh, with a lot of things that, that leaders do, but if they're my leader, you know, I, uh, I, I have to kind of know my place but also know that, you know, I am the leader of many other people myself. You know, I'm, I'm down in the ditches with the people of God here at St. Thomas More, And, uh, you know, I, I have to, uh, I have to be a leader for them. And in order for me to be a good leader, I have to be a good follower and I have to follow my Bishop. Um, does that mean I agree with him all the time? No. Does that mean I agree with my pastor all the time? Heck no. Um, but, uh, and you know, if, if time is right, I'll, I'll speak up and I'll be like, Hey, why do you want me to do that? But I still do it. I ask the Lord to give me strength, to give me graces, to say yes with a smile, <laughs> um, because I do wear my emotions on my sleeve and sometimes I can turn into a jerk. Uh, but the Lord pulls me through it and I continue to grow in obedience. It's, it's not an easy thing, but it's a, it's an important thing. 
Well, I want to correct you because you corrected me. Uh, you 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 wanted to take some word that I said that was incorrect, even though they start with the same letter, and it's very confusing. But uh, you said sometimes, sometimes you can be a jerk, and I just want to correct that and just up that <laughs> to like most of the time or almost always. Like I just want to be truthful here because the truth is what we really care about here at Forte Cafe. You are really reaching on that one, Taylor. <laughs> You're looking for any little correction you can find. Well, it's okay, because if you're a bishop or pastor hear this, I'll ultimately win. So, okay. What's <laughs> <laughs> up, bishop? Okay, so Romans 13 um, it has, it has been a verse that has been quite impactful for me in struggling with this, because obedience becomes very hard uh, whenever we don't agree with somebody. And it's like, there are some people in my life that I can disagree with, and we're fine. Other people, it's like... It's very hard to be obedient to somebody if you constantly are disagreeing with the direction that they are going. They're still in authority, and they like won't talk to you about it. They're like, "This is what we're. This is what you're going to do because I said so." Like that's just a harder thing to do. It's been very difficult for me. Uh, and then I read this this verse. I think it came up in in daily readings or something uh, a few weeks ago. It's, somehow it came into onto my radar, and I've been kind of sitting with it, and I've been talking about with my students about it a bit. So here it is. It's a little long winded. But uh, what do you expect from me? Okay, so let every person be subordinate to the higher authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and those that exist have been established by God. Therefore, whoever resists authority opposes what God has appointed, and those who oppose it will bring judgment upon themselves. For rulers are not a cause of fear to good conduct, but to evil. Do you wish to have no fear of authority? Then do what is good, and you will receive approval from it. For it is a servant of God for your good. Uh, skipping a couple of verses. Therefore, it is necessary to be subject not only because of the wrath, but because also because of conscience. This is why you should pay your taxes for the authorities or ministers of God, devoting themselves to this very thing. Pay to all their dues, um, taxes to whom taxes are due, toll to whom toll is due, respect to whom respect is due, honor to whom honor is due. And I'm reading this, and my first honest reaction is... Uh, God, I, I think there are a few exceptions <laughs> to this, right? Mm-hmm. Like, did you really appoint that leader in our in our government? Did you really appoint that leader in our church? Did you really appoint that leader as my boss? Like, you know, like these are the certain things where I'm like, I, like I, I know this is scripture, but I have a few questions. <laughs> yep. Okay. So how fix it? You're a priest. You're supposed to be able to fix lay people like me who are disagreeing with scripture. How how do I fix it? Oh, bro, we need more than a priest to fix you, okay? <laughs> <clears throat> yes. Um, Look, um we finally agree on something. <laughs> <laughs> so 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 what is your question? What what are you trying to ask me here, bro? Okay, so essentially it's like, look, it, this is saying that all these leaders are given authority by God and they have been established by God. So how do I react to that? How do listeners react to that when there is a leader that it's like, wait, really? Like that person was was established by God as a leader? Like when it becomes difficult to be like real, like I'm not sure you thought this one through, God. Sure. No. Well, look, the the Lord gives them authority and he gives them reign over certain things, but he doesn't uh, he doesn't make them Jesus. Right. He, uh, the person that's in charge, even though he's ordained by God to be in charge, um, he's still a human all day, every day. And at the end of the day, the dude, the woman, if you will, even in some cases, like coach Patricia in Detroit. Yeah, we got it. Tracking like coach Patricia. Exactly. So point being, um, 
they're going to make mistakes. Um, and, uh, and it's really difficult because, uh, you know, if, if they are a leader, um, and, and they make a mistake, everybody suffers. Uh, and it's, uh, it's not fun. Uh, at the same time, uh, kind of going back to what I said just a little bit earlier, you know, I have to trust a lot of this is trust and faith. I have to trust that the Lord has that person in that place for a reason and that it is the Lord's will as expressed through that person. Now, if they make a terrible mistake, the other thing I do is then I go back to Jesus again. And I think to myself, the Lord can leverage, always leverage something bad and turn it into something good. All we have to do is think about the cross, right? Now, when it comes to church leadership, which things are a little hairy right now in some places, um, if my, if, if, if a church leader, uh, goes against God, dogma, morals, morality, then I have an obligation to speak up. But if I just don't like the way he's doing something, I don't speak up to his face or publicly. <laughs> Does that make sense? Um, and so, yeah, it, it's, it's difficult, but again, dude, and I know it's, it's difficult. And again, I'm growing in it. Um, I, I have to trust and believe that the Lord has that person there for a reason. Um, if it's a good leader, if he really is a good leader, um, then he should be open to criticism. He should be open to differing ideas because um, that's also what makes a good leader. Um, and, you know, if, if they are, then you bet I'm going to speak up. You bet I'm going to give my opinion. Um, so, uh, so, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting that you end there because, like, that's one of the things that I've been really wrestling with is I have two leaders, particularly in my life, where one of them is a great leader. And we, we don't always agree, but I always feel like if, if I disagree with something that this person is doing, I can go to them. They hear me. Sometimes they change their mind. Sometimes they don't. But I respect them more than just the bare minimum because I'm supposed to. But like, I actually respect them. I like them. Like, I love them like I'm supposed to. Like, the, okay, that's person one. Person two, it's like they're in a position of strong leadership, and yet I disagree with them on almost every, everything. I can't, like, they don't let me talk to them. They don't let me, like, have any input. So it's like, like God, like, how am I supposed to be obedient when I feel like I should be doing this, this is the right thing, and yet this person is telling me that I can't do it this way? And, like, I, I, like, I used to get very angry about it, and now, like, especially after reading this, I'm like, the biggest realization that I had was it's not like this was easy to the people that were reading this the first time. They were in Rome. I'm not sure if you know what was going on much in Rome in the early church, but they were like, you know, murdering God and, you know, like killing a bunch of all of, all of his followers. They had they're throwing people into pits with animals. Like it wasn't a great place with great leadership. And yet, right. Um it's like there is respect due to leaders. So I think there's essentially these two kinds of respect. It's like, I have to be respectful to anyone in authority, whether it's a, a principal, a boss, a priest, a bishop, like whoever it is, like, because they are a human being, I have to respect them and love them because that's the call of everybody. But especially because of their, their role and their leadership, I have to give them their due respect there. But like there is, you know, the people always say like respect is earned. That's not true in every case, especially for the Christian. Like like a priest, a principal doesn't have to earn my respect. They are due my respect no matter what. That's on me. But if they are a good leader, they can earn more than my respect. They can earn my like undying loyalty. They can earn like me bending over backwards for them, fighting for them, that sort of thing. For sure. Well, and look, you, you've also heard the, the saying, I respect the office, not the person. Uh, you know, there it's, it's the same sort of thing. I... 
I love, um, I, I, I love certain leaders. That does not mean I like them. I love them because I have to, because Christ calls me to, but that does not mean that I have to like them at all. Right. Um, I respect the office of the presidency in any country, any place. I respect the office of prime minister. That does not mean I have to like them. And that doesn't mean I have to agree with them. You know, so it's, it's, it's not a, it's not a, you know, all in one and done. No. Um, I, I also have to realize too, that at the end of the day, who my true authority is, and that's the Lord God himself, you know, which is why sometimes it, it's, it's fair to give scrutiny to leaders if they are way out of bounds. All right, John, you've heard this wonderful lay person and this like, I, okay, decent priest to have this conversation about it. authority. Uh, bring us home. What are you, what are your thoughts? You're going to be the one that ends this for us. Uh, look, it's bearded Blevins. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. So no, you guys are doing, have done a great job talking about this and it's been, it's been good just listening and getting both perspectives and, uh, hearing father. It's a great, it's, a, it's great to listen to you father talk about this as a priest. Um, I think, I think one thing that I have not done enough, and I think that we are all called to do is, uh, is to pray for our leaders more. Um, and specifically like just in the church. So for me, sometimes it's hard to, 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 uh, it's easy for me to be obedient to my pastor. I love my pastor. He's a great leader. Um, but what if the person that he's supposed to be obedient to or vice versa all the way up to the top and you're like, Oh, what's going on? What am I supposed to do? How, how can I be obedient to this person? If I don't trust the person who he's supposed to be obedient to, um, and, and, and that's a lot of times the Catholic church and people in it can complain about those things instead of stopping and taking time to pray for all of our leaders. Yeah. And so mostly what I've gotten from all of this from, from both of you is that I need to spend more time praying for the leaders and for those that we're supposed to be obedient to, um, because it would just make a huge difference. You should have been interceding for us during that whole conversation because we're both <laughs> two great leaders, uh, just, you know, out here doing the thing. So, um, I want people to be obedient uh, to me, because that's a thing that I desire. So uh, I want to use this, you know, just all of your obedience to go fo follow Father Jared Cook on Instagram. Uh, it's like there's a bunch of underscores and dashes and stuff. Just type Father Jared Cook, C-O-O-K-E, into the search. You'll find him. He posts like 8,000 times a day. Uh, like, you'll have no problem finding this guy. Father Jared, thanks for coming back. It was great to have you. <laughs> good to be good to be here man good to be here thanks a lot well i love you and i'm still very jealous of who you are as a person but hey um i don't have to I be celibate just chased not, not celibate just chased so uh thank you for your time <laughs> guys uh john and i will be right back for the final segment of the day don't go anywhere because you have to practice obedience and i just said so hey john What's up? I hear that you sang at a concert recently. I did. I, I did sing at a concert. Okay. Well, I need you to just follow along. Yeah, I haven't prepped you for this, but I need you to just uh, repeat after me. Are you ready? Not repeat right, after me, ready? but you'll know exactly how to follow along. Are you ready? You'll know exactly how to follow along. Are you ready? Yes. I really can't stay. But baby, it's cold outside. Well, maybe you should put on some socks. But baby, it's cold out. Wait, what? No, you're doing great. <laughs> Well, that died. ForteCatholic.com slash socks for 15% off your next pair of socks so you can look cool and not be cold this winter. Mm. Mm.
Welcome back to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Schroll, and I'm usually the one that's yelling. And yet, our good old co-host Jonathan Blevins sent me a, a text the other day in regards to planning for this show, and he is very upset about something. And he he's <laughs> going to be the one that rants. I'm going to be like the sober one, the one who just sits here calmly and takes it all in and tries to calm him down. But... I think you're going to be surprised about the thing that he has decided to make his platform. Uh, and, and we'll just kind of see how it goes. So, John, like, I don't know if, if people know this. So uh, if you're new to the show, you know that like co-hosts rotate through. So y'all come on about once a month. And I just rotate you guys through because people get tired of, of me and nobody wants to spend uh, you know two weeks in a row with me. So I have to spread you guys out over the course of the month so y'all don't get tired of me. So... <laughs> This is like, you know, obviously you came on a month ago. You're going to come on in another month. And even though we sit here in early November, you're so passionate about this topic that involves Thanksgiving that you mm. were like, Taylor, we're doing a Thanksgiving show, a Thanksgiving segment, like right now. I don't care that Thanksgiving is three and a half weeks away. I have something very important I need to get off my chest, and it will just do great things for the people of the Lord. So are you ready to share that now? I am so ready. Okay, let's hear it, buddy. Okay, so here's the deal, okay? I don't want to get into the politics of Thanksgiving, why it started, why we celebrate it. The reality is that Thanksgiving is one of the greatest holidays that we have as a country. We get to get together as family and share very good meal and conversation and watch football all day. It is like everything I love about a holiday. You don't have to go to church. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, but it, like, is, it is like Christmas. I see what you're saying. <laughs> Christmas is my favorite. Easter's second. They're both religious holidays. Thanksgiving... Um, because of, yeah, the, the, we don't have to go to church. It's, it's phenomenal. You're absolutely yeah, right. I never right thought about there. that. Maybe, maybe <laughs> I'll re-rank. You know, and here's the deal, right? It's, it's a, like everyone focuses on food and family and football, right? And, and, and food for arguably the most important meal of the entire year, we are going to have the worst meat you can buy. Ooh. The driest meat ever that causes fires in people's garages when they try to deep fry it. That you have to put gravy on or it doesn't taste good. That's super annoying to even carve. Like what even – and turkeys are so ugly as it is. And we're going to eat that with corn, which just goes right through you and you see it later. That's, with, that's gross. <laughs> with mashed potatoes, which are incredible but ruined with a poor gravy that is unnecessary if made properly. With cranberry sauce, like what even is cranberry sauce? And don't get me wrong, okay, I don't hate this meal. I, I enjoy it, and it's fun to prepare. But on the greatest food holiday, why would we have a bird that isn't, isn't even in the top five of edible birds to eat? When you could have steak, ribeye, porterhouse, filet mignon, pulled pork is better. Quail, duck. I could go on about the different meats that would be better. How about baked macaroni and cheese, homemade mac and cheese, and green beans? Not even a top 10 vegetable. Wait, wait. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, oh, John doesn't even eat vegetables. Dude, here's 10 that are better. <laughs> Garlic, spinach, asparagus, carrots, broccoli, bell peppers, jalapenos, onions, peas, and even edamame. I don't understand. Here's what I don't understand, John. First of all, I've never been put into a situation where I fundamentally agree with you. And then the longer you keep talking, I disagree with you more and more and more <laughs> and more and more. I don't, I don't understand because I do. Like, fundamentally, I, I agree with you. Like, turkey, not great. But, like, 
Ham overrated. No, boy. Okay. Overrated. Okay. Okay. Here's my real question for you. This is the real question. Why do you hate tradition as a Catholic? (laughs) Dude, here's the thing. Don't get me wrong. I love Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. I love the meal, the idea of the meal. I, I even enjoy eating the turkey on that one day. If we can have whatever we want to celebrate like the greatest food holiday, why are we choosing these mediocre foods? So, okay. Let's just walk through the meal. I absolutely agree with you that turkey is terrible. Like we as a family have uh, moved away from it. We still have it because we're like required to because we're Americans. And if not, we'll lose <laughs> our American card. Um, that They won't renew my driver's license. But I totally agree with you. It's way too dry. It's kind of gross. Okay. But here's the deal. Like honey baked ham. It is, it is so good. Like, that is our new replacement. I still feel like a real American. I'm like a B-plus American by replacing turkey with honey-baked ham. Like, just just all that, that honey and that sugar on the outside. Oh, it's so good, John. Like, why, okay. can, why, why do you have to become like Seti Vacantist in, the, in, in, in uh, Thanksgiving land? Why not just go from, like, one pope to the next pope? So I'm okay with ham. And, and, and the, the older I get, the more I, I like it. But I don't even think it's the best meat that comes from the pig. So why wouldn't we just do like, like, I think pulled pork is better. I think bacon is better. Like, I think the pig cheeks are better. Not the butt cheeks. Gross. No, no, they're so good. You got to have, it's like this Filipino tradition. It's incredible. That's the problem. Like Thanksgiving isn't a Filipino holiday. (laughs) Like I love Filipinos. They're great. I grew up with a ton of them. They, they, they would cook me food all the time when I played poker at their house because they were gambling people. I loved them, but I don't don't, don't want, I don't want pork. You come over to my house. You come over to my house and I say, Hey bro, I'll make a honey baked ham or pulled pork sandwiches that I'll, that I will smoke all day long. What are you choosing? Okay. Here's my answer. Any day that's not the third Thursday in November, I would say pulled pork. But I'm a man of tradition. I'm, a, I'm an American. I'm a Catholic. Tradition's important to me. And I, I would have to have the honey-baked ham on Thanksgiving. Otherwise, it's just a regular day. Like, that's what makes the day special. Okay. Okay. Let's keep walking through the meal. Okay. Let's, let's keep... uh, we got we to hit the one that I might be the most passionate about. Green bean casserole, like the soft green beans where it has like the, the fried onions on top of it. Like, what's wrong with you? How is that okay. not the greatest thing ever? I do like green bean casserole. I, specifically, I am upset about green beans in general. Now, green bean casserole and like corn casserole and whatever kind of anything you make into a casserole is amazing because of the cream and mushroom soup and all the butter and salt and pepper you put in it. But like green beans itself, not, not great. Okay. 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 Here's I'm starting to understand your problem. Your problem is that you cook like a northerner and you need to come down south and we might change <laughs> your mind on a few of these well, things. You're probably right because I do. I do. Don't get me wrong. I love that stuff like that you're talking about. But the fact that we have to doctor the turkey up to taste good and doctor the green beans up to taste good is just proof that we should just have better food. Uh, uh, I eat green beans like any day that I can. So I love them anyway. Like, I'm like, it's OK. We can disagree on that. But green bean casserole, boy, like that is something that we have to like we have to honor our, 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 our forefathers who, who <laughs> came to this land, we have to honor Sacagawea and Pocahontas by eating green bean casserole with fried onions because we know that that's how they did it. <laughs> it was all about the cream. <laughs> it was all about the fried, uh, fried onions. Okay, let me ask you about this one. Okay. Cranberry sauce. 
again, okay, I, I feel about cranberry Disgusting. sauce. Disgusting. No, I feel about cranberry sauce the same way I feel about the honey baked ham. Because when you texted me, you said, have you ever heard of ice cream? Yes, John, I've heard of ice cream, but ice cream doesn't belong on Thanksgiving unless you're eating it with pie, because pie belongs uh, with Thanksgiving. But cranberry sauce with the meat, like that is another thing that like any other day of the week, you ask me, do I want cranberry sauce or ice cream? I'm saying ice cream. But on that special day with my honey baked ham, not turkey because turkey's terrible, I am going to eat the cranberry sauce. It, it, don't you, you, you think have this to. Is, don't you think this is backwards? Don't you think like every day we should be eating the turkey and the green bean casserole and on the special day we eat ribeye? No, I would hate myself if I ate turkey every day. <laughs> okay, let's go back to your pies for a second, dude. Pie is not even a top five dessert. Okay, I agree with you. I'm not a big pie fan, even. And I, I like pumpkin pie. I like Oreo pie. <laughs> no, like no, 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 no. Pie. Like, Here's like, where you're wrong. We agree on on pie, but you said, uh, I think I saw you say somewhere on Twitter or texted me or something that like pumpkin pie was okay. Pumpkin pie is the worst of pies. No, pumpkin pie is great. Everything pumpkin is terrible. They should only be used to ca for carvings last week on, on Halloween, and then we should kill them all, and they shouldn't exist for the rest of the year. Taylor, I have a serious question. Have you had a pumpkin spice cold brew latte? Anything pumpkin spice is of the <laughs> devil. This is a private revelation given to me that it I can't. That, so like, I, I, I'm hesitant to share it because, like, it hasn't been proven yet if it if it lines up with the rest of of our doctrines and the the um, deposit that we have been given of salvation. But yet, I, I still believe it to be true. <sighs> I'm so passionate about this stuff. So, okay, like, uh, who hurt you? I, I don't want people to get the wrong idea. I've kind of said this, like, not, like this is my third time. Like, I love Thanksgiving, and even if I'm eating turkey stuffing and all that stuff, I enjoy it on that day, I understand. I'm just at this point now at 32 years old where I'm like, do I need to keep doing that just because of tradition when I could make, like, the best food ever? You can make the best food ever any other day. It's like, here, here, okay, here's my thing. Like, when it comes to holidays, I don't know if, if you share in this, but all holidays when I was a kid were way more special than they are now. Like, the older I get, I guess I'm getting more jaded and, like, I don't know, don't care as much anymore. But, like, it's something about those traditions that brings me back to the specialness of when I was a kid. Like, eating the turkey and cranberry sauce, even though it doesn't taste as good. And, and like even the, cran the turkey I'm getting rid of, but like those types of things, the, the, the pie, the green bean casserole, like all this stuff brings me back to a place in my life where I was like, I was happy as a kid and I'm not happy now. So like, I love, that's why I love it. Like there's something to be said about tradition. It's, it's special. I'm going to do something that is radical for the internet. Okay. And radical for 2019 right now. I'm going to admit that although I am passionate about everything that I have said about Thanksgiving and the food that we serve on it, that you are taking the win here. I am going to try to make this traditional Thanksgiving meal very special for my family this year. I get to make the turkey for the first time, which I'm very excited about. Wow. And I might even stream it. I'm going to do this because I do believe you're right about tradition. And I'm going to see how it goes. Well, good. I'm proud of you. And now here we are uh, 12 minutes in to a 16 minute segment and we've we've agreed when I thought we were just going to yell at each other for four more minutes. So what else do you want oh, to yell about? I mean, don't get me wrong. We could keep going about this. <laughs> yeah, okay. No, for real though, I would like to have this conversation if it's okay. Sure. It doesn't have to be super long. What? Because from that tweet that I tweeted out about Thanksgiving, 
um, some priests kind of argued about what the best cut of steak is. What is your opinion on the best cut of steak? You've got New York strip, which I think is the same as a, as a, a T-bone or porterhouse is the same as a T-bone. You have T-bone, you have ribeye, you have filet. Uh, what is your favorite cut of steak? Okay, so here's the deal. I uh, did not grow up rich, and I'm a missionary now, so I am not wealthy, which means that I have not had many of the expensive steaks because I'm not as cool as you. But it, it, <laughs> like because I never had money, and I look up at the menus, and I see everybody, and it seems like all the fancy rich people, um, and it's even like a thing in our family where it's like, oh, when we go out and it's a special occasion, we get filet mignon. So like that, to me is is the cream of the crop see i love that you just said that because basically you said i've never had fancy steaks but my favorite is the fanciest well like, <laughs> like that, well that's the thing is like it's it's okay so here's the deal the the filet mignon for me is like my dreams to play for professional sports i never got there but it's all i ever work towards so like i've never had the filet mignon but it's all i've ever worked towards in my entire <laughs> life <laughs> When we hang out, I'm buying you a filet only if you'll eat it medium rare. It is very good. I like fattier steaks because the flavor is a lot in the fat. When I was growing up, filet was my favorite. I didn't get it all the time either. Don't get me wrong. My parents would make filet for themselves and I would eat Kraft mac and cheese. <laughs> That's Which also belongs on Thanksgiving because Kraft mac and cheese is incredibly underrated. It really is. Like we do the like mac and cheese, like like the like casserole, like the larger style mac and cheese. Because again, it takes hours, and like you're not going to make that on a normal day. But I'm still a huge fan of Kraft. I I, mm. I would be perfect. I would concede you having Kraft at this Thanksgiving that you're going to that you're going to try with your family. I'm proud of That'll you. Be my, a little part of my own tradition. There you go. So okay. This is incredible. What other things about like? I guess do you agree with me? on the whole idea that like holidays have become less special as you've gotten older. And there's something about those traditions. Yes, I agree with you. I am sad about it though. I'm very aware of it. And I'm very sad about it because Thanksgiving and Christmas are so special to me. My parents made those two particular holidays, like the most special Christmas, especially. I mean, my parents went all out for Santa and like all the kind of stuff. And my mom, even like when I found out about Santa, close your ears, everyone. Uh, my mom was like, don't worry, he's still faith and magic. Like he's always been faith and magic. And I just I, like Christmas for me has just been so special. It has become a little less special, but only because like you said, we're older and I'm a little sadder about life. But I have just as much passion about making the, these traditions and these holidays special for my kids like they were for me. And that has been kind of new and exciting. Right. And that that's exactly what I was going to say, too, is like being a father of young kids. It's like I'm getting to live this again with them and share my wonder and my joy with them they're bringing it back to me like there's something beautiful about these traditions that go that have gone for generations and generations because now we're able to share it with our kids like you're going to do at thanksgiving so i'm proud of you and like there's something about this within catholicism too where it's like there are like as i've gotten older there's parts of there's parts of my faith that i've gotten more excited about and there's parts that like i've gotten more jaded about and it's like there's something about uh, smelling incense that just brings me back and there's something special about that tradition. Like, even though it's not like my favorite smell, just like turkey isn't my favorite meat, there's something about uh, smelling that and reminiscing about, the, it brings back old memories. There's something about going to like Christmas mass and Easter mass that brings me back to when I was a kid. So there's something to this whole tradition thing and I think our church figured it out. Amen. Amen and amen. Well, John, that is our show for the day. I don't think I've ever actually changed anyone's mind on the show. This is a first for me. So uh, thanks for giving me that win. I truly appreciate it. 
Uh, go follow John on all the social medias. Go watch his stream because he shares the gospel without being weird. See you next week. Later. Hey, John, I know that you said that you would buy me a filet mignon, but I don't know the next time that you and I are going to see each other. So I really want to, like, get some more money. Yeah, how can I help? FortiCatholic.com slash Patreon is where you can go give. Other people can go give. Uh, and you can just donate to the show. I pr- I'm, I'm not going to use it to buy a filet mignon. Uh, I'll use it to buy a porterhouse. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, but it just covers all the costs of the show. Helps, uh, you know, like I put a lot of time and hours into this. And John just like comes in for like an hour and a half and is like, oh, look how rich I am. I eat filet mignon all the time. I'm <laughs> Where's try- my 10% cut? Right. I'm just trying to feed my kids. So fortecatholic.com slash Patreon. That will get you access to all sorts of bonus materials like John bragging about all the food that he is eating that I don't get to eat because I'm poor. What a blessing. All right. That's the show. Thanks, Joan.